prophets that many, many are going through storms. And so God had placed it in my heart to, for, to uh, bring in an encouraging word, uh, bring a word uh, to the body of Christ to let them know, even though you might be going through a storm, you've got to remember who's on board. Amen. You have to remember that you have the Lord on your side. And, and also the fact that our message this morning is going to be talking about weathering the storms of life. Weathering. See, we have to understand that everybody goes through storms. No one is exempt from going through a storm. Because you're saved, because you're sanctified, because your Holy Ghost filled, because the Lord is in your life, that does not mean you're going to be exempt from a storm. Amen. And storms come, you know, there are times when we always say uh, during each season, you know, you know, that season of a storm is over and I won't have to go anything and this season is going to change. But when I begin to meditate in the natural on every season, even now, like it's, now it's the winter season. Well, we, we're in the storms. There are some people in the Midwest, they're in a greater storm than what we are in in, in the natural. You know, they are living in uh, uh, sub-zero uh, temperatures, and they're in a storm. The winter will bring us uh, 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 snowstorms, but it's still a storm. The only thing I would not want to be is unsaved when I'm going through a storm. Amen. I've got to have Jesus on my side. Now, when it comes into the spring, springs have storms. You know, they have tornadoes and, and the rain comes and things are tore up. And never think that things will not tear up in your life when you're going through the storm because you got Jesus on your side. Things will happen. They're going to happen. But we have to also understand that even in the summer months, I mean, it gets so hot and, 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 and there's a storm there. We have lightning and everything. And, and we have to understand that, God, even though these trials and these tribulations and persecutions are going on in my life, God, because I have you, I can weather this storm. And even when it comes down to the fall, you've got the hurricanes, and, and hurricanes will tear up things just like tornadoes. Because we are saved, because we have Jesus in our life, because we speak his name, we bear his name, it does not exempt us from things to getting tore up in our lives. Amen. But we got to understand, we got to hold on. Amen. we got to hold on to the master. We have to hold on. Now, in weathering the storms of life, we have to understand weather, what weathering means. Weathering means reaching the end of every difficult situation uh, and without an understanding to know that there might be much harm or damage. There, can, there will be harm and there can be damage as we're going through the storm. But we have to understand that God is still with us. Now, let's go to the book of St. Matthew, chapter number 8. Because even with Christ in our life and living in there, we are not exempt from storms. Now, there are some preachers who will tell you, you know, you save, you don't have to worry about it. You know, you know God's going to, yeah, God is there, but you are not exempt from going through the storm. You're not exempt. Now, let's, let's look, give some illustrations here uh, about weathering and storm and, and what happens. Uh, St. Matthew chapter number 8. St. Matthew, talking about in the Gospels. St. Matthew chapter number 8. Looking at verse number 23. Verse number 23. It says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. See, disciples are those that are disciplined in the way. They are imitators of Christ. But 
when the invitation came from Jesus, they followed him. Because you are following God does not exempt you from going through a storm. So I, well, we want to tear down all these misconceptions because people out here have this false hope and believing that they're not going to go through anything. But there's a purpose for every storm in our life. When you follow in Christ, you better rest assured you're going to go through the storm. But the main thing is going through the storm with Christ. Yeah, I can't emphasize that enough. And then it goes on to say in verse uh, number 24, verse 24, in St. Matthew chapter 8, verse 24 says, And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Talking about Jesus. Jesus had commissioned his disciples to come and be with him on, on, on ship. And now, when the storm has, has, has taken place, and, and here it is, Christ is asleep. You're going through. Think about it. Sometimes we feel like, God, where are you? Can we be real in the house? Sometimes we question God. Say, God, where are you? Why am I going through this? Why, why is this happening now? And sometimes it feels like he is just not there. It feels like he is asleep. He's gone. But understanding, he's there. And, he, and, and by him being, being there, he's, he's sometimes the Lord allows things to lie dormant. And sometimes he don't move when we want him to move. It's just like when, when Mary and Martha, when Lazarus was sick and they sent for Jesus. And they told him he was sick. Well, what happened was Jesus, he waited two days. He didn't, he didn't even show up. He waited two days. He said, your friend is sick. But when Jesus gets there, you know, what happened, Lazarus is already dead. Now, he could have came at any given time. But he was already dead, and and people were despondent. They were hurting. But God's timing is for his glory. His timing. We have to understand his his timing. His timing is for his glory. He's lying there asleep. He's dormant. He's not even, you know, it's it's like he's not even there at all. Seems like sometimes you can't even... Feel his presence when and, and when you really when you're really going through sometimes can we be real in the house sometimes when you're really really going through some things and you done prayed and you done prayed and you done prayed and you prayed and it seems like your prayers are not being answered but we got to understand you just got to keep on praying amen you got to keep on being in relationship communing with God because God knows what's best now let's look at uh, keep your place in, in Matthew chapter eight slow down Brenda. And let's go to Matthew chapter 5. St. Matthew chapter number 5. Just want to teach. Just want to teach. St. Matthew chapter number 5. And we're going to look at verse number 45. Verse number 45. Verse number 45. Now we're talking about weathering the storms of life. Because storms of life will come and they will continue to come. Verse 45 says that ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. But this is the latter part we need to understand. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the, uh, and on the unjust. In other words, the, the, the unsaved person goes through a storm just like the saved person. God sends storms on everybody's life. Nobody is exempt. Now, the only difference is, is this, when it comes down to peace, you, you can have peace in the storm. 
peace is not the absence of storms, but the calm assurance that God is still in charge of my life and he's in control of every detail. Now, when you're understanding about peace now, it's not an absence, you know, from going through a storm. But what it is, is having the divine assurance that God is still working in my life. He's, he's in control of every detail. Don't let the enemy tell you, no, God is not in control of the situation. And God is in control of every detail in our life. There's not a hair on our head he doesn't know about. God knows about everything that we're going through. He knows why we're going through it. And he also knows the growth that's going to come from what we're going through. Because, you know, whenever a storm takes place, and I remember when we went down to uh, um, Biloxi, Mississippi, when Katrina hit. And on one side of the railroad track, everything looked like it was okay. But on the other side of the railroad track, I, it was completely annihilated. Everything was completely tore up. The, the casinos that was on, on, the, on the sea and on the oceans, it was over on the lands. You could see the buildings. They had come over on the lands. It had tore up everything. It's amazing how in one place the storm does not hit, but on another place it can tear something up. But it gives you the chance to begin to rebuild. See, anytime you rebuild, when you rebuild, it's better than what you left. See, rebuilding your life. Because, see, you're going to learn something out of every storm. You'll learn something out of every storm that you go through. But you've got to remember, God is still in control. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what nobody else say. I don't care what the enemy will speak to our minds. We've got to remember God is in control. You know, this, this week and last week, we've had so many prayer requests. I mean, things that's just, just way out, far out. But we have to understand that God is in control of every situation of our life. Don't think he's left us. Because we can't, sometimes we can't hear his voice. And people tell you, I hear him all the time. Well, you better hold up. You, you got to make sure you, what voice you're listening to. Because sometimes God is just silent and does not say a word. And that's when you got to sit still and begin to acknowledge, okay, God, there's something you are trying to teach me. There's a lesson I've got to learn. Now, some places I've been over and over, and I've been around that mountain, around that mountain, over and over and over. And I'm like, okay, God, what lesson am I missing? What am I missing? But when he brings that storm, each time I rise up with it, stronger in growth, stronger in maturity. Amen? Now, going back to, to uh, St. Matthew chapter number 8, remember now, he's, he's, he's there. Remember, he's there. He, he, he's lying dormant, and sometimes you, it's like when things hit, it's like, okay, God, I, I, I don't know where you are. I, I need to know that you are. I need to know. I need to hear. I need you to send me somebody to, to reassure that everything's going to be all right. Now, back in St. Matthew chapter number 8, beginning with verse number 25, it says, and his disciples, then remember now, disciples are those that are disciplined in the way. Everybody is not disciplined in the way of God. Everybody are not, are not imitators of Christ. But it says, and his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. 
it's okay to say to God, God, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this one or not. It's okay. Here, his disciples that have been walking with him, and, and they're the ones that been, have been following him. Now, when the storm comes, their faith is shaking a little bit. Well, it's well. We'll see, we'll see in the Word. And they begin to say, God, we, you know, we're perishing. You know? and, and verse 26 says, watch Jesus' response to their, their, their conversation or their request of him. Because saying, they're saying, Lord, save us, we perish. They're in a storm going through. I mean, really going through. Watch what Jesus says in verse number 26. He says, and he saith unto them, why are ye fearful? Why are you afraid? You're going through this storm. Why are you fearful? But look what he, he does. Look what he acknowledges. He says, O ye of little what? So here, here it is. They're asking him to save them, and he's talking to them about their faith. And that, that must mean there's something about our faith where we, where we think it might be. It's not there. Because he's saying, he says now, oh, ye of little faith, why are you afraid? Sometimes we forget what God brought us through the previous storm to help us to understand, okay, I'm going to be able to make it through this other storm. We have to allow our minds to go back and remember what God did before. See, that's why we need to have a, 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 a library of the, the things that God has done in our life so when storms do, does come, and they will, then we can reach back and we can pull out that treasure. Okay, when I went through this, God did this. When I went through this, God did this. So now I'm over here, and you know what? God going to do this too. See, we got to speak positive. We got to speak the things of God. Amen. See, everybody's going to go through a storm. You got to weather that storm. Sometimes it's like, God, when it, I'm, I'm like this. I, Brother Phil, this is what I say. God, when is it going to end? I, I'm being real. Now, some of y'all can be fake if you want to, but I'm being real. Sometimes I'm like, God, when is this going to end? When is this going to be over? But, but I have to remember, I have to hold on to my faith. I have to hold on to God. I have to hold on believing that I know without a shadow of a doubt he's going to bring me through this too. And he's going to do that too. And so he's questioning their faith. He says, oh, ye of little faith. Then he says, then he arose. Watch what Jesus does. He rebukes the wind and the sea. And then the Bible says there was a great calm. That's a, that comes a time when, when, when God says, okay, Satan, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. This is my child. That's enough. That comes a time when he said, bam, he draws the line. Now, let's look at Psalm 65 and 7. Psalm 65 and verse number 7. Psalm 65 and verse number 7. Hmm. See, God is all-powerful. I mean, the, the disciples was amazed that, that, that even nature obeyed him. Nature. You know, think about the, the Midwest. It was only maybe two or three days they was with sub-degree uh, uh, temperature. I talked to my nephew in, in Chicago, and they was at a mile 50. And, and, but there comes a time when God said, okay, nature, that's enough. Things, th- things change. All of a sudden, the temperature is rising up. Now, watch verse number 7 in Psalm 65. 
Now, verse 7 says, talking about God, which stilleth the noise of the sea. It's just noise. Storms, if you ever notice, storms are not silent. Storms are noisy. <laughs> storms are noisy. But that's when you have to go back on the word of God because it says, which stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the torment of the people. See, see, God speaks to those elements, to the nature, and, and even in the storms that's in our own personal life. And he says, okay, that's enough. And when he raises his hand, and the Bible says uh, uh, when, when the enemy comes up against us like a flood, God holds up a standard. See, when the enemy sees the standard of God, he's got to back up. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how much the enemy tries to bring. You've got to understand God will step to the plate and say, okay, Satan, go take a seat. And you know what happens? Satan, go take a seat. He takes a seat. Because when it comes down to the power of God, nobody is mightier than our God. Nobody. So when you're weathering through the storms of life, go again. We will always go through some type of storm, but you've got to be able to weather the storm, and you do it in faith. First thing Jesus says to his disciples, where is your faith? Where is your faith? In other words, not faith in yourself and what you can do, but faith in the God, what he can do. I mean, he can move mountains. I mean, he calms the storms. I mean, to see, to see a God, to, 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 to allow two bodies of water to come together. And let me tell you something. God is a, a revealer of what's going to happen in your life. I'm going too quick. Uh, uh, when we were in, in, in Biloxi, Mississippi, there was a pastor of a church there. Two years prior to the storm being hit, before that happened, uh, God showed him two bodies of water coming together. He didn't understand what was going on until when Katrina hit and the water, they was in the church. This is amazing. I love, I love to hear the stories of God. When, when, when the storm hit, when Katrina hit, what happened, he said they were in the church. And while they were in the church building, he said the waters was coming in. And as the waters was coming in, he began, they began to go upstairs. And he said, two eyebrows, he saw this in a vision. He said, two eyebrows came together and let them know that it was going to be all right. And he told them, you know, uh, 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 to believe in faith. Now, don't operate in fear, but believe in faith. And as he goes up, to, and, and the water was so high, they could see the water over the top of the other houses on the outside because the churches was a two-story building. And, but, but God, he allowed that to, to happen, but then he allowed that thing to subside. He revealed that. That's what we want to get at. He revealed what was going to happen prior to it happening. How many times have God given us indicators of the, pre, of the coming storm in our life? He's given us indicators. We don't always acknowledge them, and sometimes we're so distracted that, that we don't even, uh, see the indicators. Now, let's go to Acts, uh, uh, Acts chapter number 27. Acts 27. Weather in the storm. Talking about some indicators. Acts chapter number 27. Book of Acts. I love the book of Acts. Book of Acts, chapter number 27. Talking about weathering the storm. Here Paul has, has uh, made a plea to go to Rome. Now, we have to be careful what we ask God for. Because sometimes when we ask God 
for different things, especially in the spirit realm, or if we're going to be a witness for him, then that does not say that our journey is going to be an easy journey. Because the enemy is going to always try to detain or discourage us from the journey God has set forth for our life. He, all, the storm's going to come. You know, things are going to happen. Now, in Acts chapter number 7, Paul now, he's on the ship. And looking at verse number 9, he's already warned the people. Uh, and it, indicators, okay, there had been a, a, a small wind, and, and they felt like it's okay to move forward. But every time we think that we're hearing the voice of God, if we're not very keen and sharp in our discerning, we can fool ourselves and it might be the voice of the enemy and we move too quick. Have we ever moved too quick and we thought it was God and come find out it wasn't really God? And that happens a lot when it comes down to finances. You know, when you go buy whatever, you know, and God said, no, 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 no. You just, you got to take your time. Now in Acts chapter number 27, looking at verse number one. All right. Now, remember, Paul means being re- restrained from the word of God, being, rest- being, being restrained. He had to be restrained by the word. It's the word that holds us, you know, in, in place. It's the word that, that restrains us. Now, verse number nine says, now when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them. In other words, there are times when God would send people in, into our lives and they would say, okay, hold up. It's not time to do this yet. But sometimes we, when we move anyway, we find ourselves in dangerous water. Because here now, it talks about it, it now the sailing. They, they, they had set sail. Now it became more dangerous. But he began to, to admonish them. He began to say, you shouldn't have did that. You should not move. You should not have done that. You know, because I, heard, I hear someone always say, and, 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 and I'm humbled, but I'm also prayerful because I know that it, it is God. They, that, that you got, they often tell me that I have a direct line to the master. And I'm saying, okay, you got one too. You got a direct line. But you have to be humble. See, God will send people. He sent Paul and all these men on the ship. He sends, he sends one of his disciples who had uh, asked to go to Rome. He sends them and he gives them a warning. He, he, he admonishes them. He gives them a warning. Now, verse number 10 says this in Acts 27. It says, and he, this is what he says. And he said unto them, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. Not only of the landing, which is the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. See, what God will do is he, he sends a word and he lets you know, okay, you're going to go through the storm, but you're going to have some damage. You know, there's going to be some losses, but there's going to be a greater great gain on the other end. So whenever a storm comes, no matter what that storm is, it always, in the natural, there are some losses. There are some losses. In our own life, whether it's spiritual or whether it's natural, there will be some losses. There's some some losses. And sometimes those losses come because we don't heed to the word of God. We don't heed to the voice of God. 
And sometimes, but God, look, watch what he does here. Watch what he says. He, as he begins to tell them that, okay, you set sail on this voyage. There's going to be much hurt and much damage. You're going to have some loss of the cargo, and even in the vessel, and this is our vessel, but watch what he says, but also of our lives. We have to be very careful in the journey that we take, especially if we're going to walk apart from God. You want want to be very, very careful. Now, verse number 11 says, uh, nevertheless, now watch this, watch this. It says, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. The enemy always has his vessel Somewhere too. And there are, in everybody's life, there are two voices that speak. Two voices that speak. One of them, and nobody likes to hear anything negative. <laughs> See, Paul tells them to listen, there's going to be some hurt and there's going to be some damage. There's going to be some losses. But then here comes the enemy who wants you to take that voyage and he wants you to lose. So he tells you, okay, no, no, it's going to be all right. Yeah, go ahead and do this. Go ahead. It's, it's going to be all right. He was the owner of the ship. He'd been on the sea before. They believe, and that's where we got to come to uh, uh, make a decision between believing what God says in his word and what man will say. They believe man and ended up in a bad situation. Anybody been there besides me? I've been there. Right? Before I knew better. Because you have to believe what God, I don't care what it looks like, how bad it goes. No, God says this. God says this. This is what the Lord says. You know, you have to believe the, the word of the Lord. You know, when you're weathering, when you're going through your storms, you have to believe what God has said. How, how do I know what God's saying? you got to get in the book. You have to get in his word. You have to meditate. You have to study. You have to pray. And sometimes God will speak through the elements. Right now God is speaking through the nature to the nation all over the world, but they're not listening. I mean, God is speaking. We are seeing unusual things happening. I mean, this week we're supposed to be almost in 70 degree weather, and it's wintertime. We're in January, and normally in January we have ice, we have snow, you know, but, but yet here it is, it's springtime. But then next week it's going to be cold again. It, it, it's amazing. God is speaking, yet we are still so divided. I'm behind this person, I'm going to do that. No, no, no. We have to understand what, what's happening. God is getting ready to come back for his church. Now, we are, ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. We are the body right now. We are the body. When I said the church, the church is the body now. But when he comes back, we're going to be the bride. We're going to be the bride. When we're the body right now. Amen. We're the body. But when he comes back, he's coming back for his bride. Now, you think about it. When you go to a wedding, do you see the body or do you see the bride getting married? So he's coming back for the bride. So we got to make sure we're the bride. So we can still be a part of the body and not be the bride. If that can make any sense to you. You can still be a part of the body and not be the bride. But when he comes back, he's coming back with the bride. 
Without spot or wrinkle is what he's saying. I'm like, oh, God, that's awesome. That's, uh, thank you, Holy Ghost, for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So here it is now. He, the, the enemy will, will speak, and, and he will tell you to go forward. He will tell you, well, don't believe what God said. You know, this happened. This happened. Here, that's what he'll say to you. But the Bible lets us know that we have to trust and believe the very God is not a God of, of that he would have to lie. Nor does he have to repent. You know, whatever he said, you can bank on it. If God says he's going to do something in your life, even while you're going through your storm, and he said you're going to come out on the other side, you can bank on the fact that you're going to come out on the other side. You can, you can bank on it. Now, you can't bank on man now, but you can bank on God. And that's why it's so important that we, our connection and our relationship is with God. We go through so many formalities and go through a lot of things and a lot of do's and don'ts and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And we, we don't take the time to have that relationship with God. Well, how do I get a relationship with the Father? Every morning or whenever your, your, your prayer time or your, your, your um, time that you have set aside with you and God, you go in there and take your seat. Take your seat. You know, you got a date with God. I mean, that should be the most important thing. I heard someone say the other day, and, you know, Dr. Manley kind of crazy sometimes, most of the time. But anyway, uh, they were saying that, well, I'm talking to God all day long at 4 o'clock in the morning. And he looked at them and said, that might be your problem. You're talking instead of listening. <laughs> so we need to listen more and talk less. Because, see, unless it's coming from, from, from revelation out of your spirit, then a lot of other things that come will be just fleshly. So we got to make sure that whatever's being released is coming forth from the from the, uh, the spirit of us, where revelations is released. And when revelations is released, then it makes changes in our life. It makes changes in our life. Now let's go on with some more indicators. All right, let's go to verse number verse number twenty. All right. Now be careful who you're listening to. Be thank you, Holy Spirit. Be careful who has your ear. Because whoever has your ear holds your future. They can lead you away from God, not to God. That's why you have to be very careful. You know, think about Jesus. He had three close to him. Even though he had 12 disciples, he had Peter, James, and John with him most of the time. He, he had a, a small selected group that, that he dealt with. He had a core group. You have to be selected because, see, those people can hold your future. And if if the enemy has your ear, that means the enemy has your future. And we do not want the enemy to have our future. Now, look at verse number 20. Now, in storms now, when we're going through storms, okay, because everybody wants to paint this beautiful picture about when we're going through the storm. Now, verse 20 says this, because, see, you got to remember, there will come some dark days in your storm. There will be some dark days. Now, verse number 20 says, and when neither sun nor stars in how many days? Many days. Many days. When neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lie on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. There will be dog days, but Christ is still on the throne. There will be dog days. Some, you know, sometimes people think, well, I, I, I'm not going to have any dark days. You're going to have some dark days. It's a fact you've got to understand and remember this, that Christ is still on board even in your dark days. 
Yeah, you're going to have dark days. When things don't seem to go right, things don't look right, friends are, you know, are scarce and very few and it seems like you're all by yourself, you, you have some dark days. But you've got to remember God is always there. You see, the warning, that was an indicator prior to. God says, don't, don't do that. Have you ever took on a, a friend in your life and God said, you know, that's not the one you need in your life. But because it seems like it's glam, more glamorous and they got it all going on, that's why I'm, I'm one that don't believe a lot in, 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 in singles and married people hanging out together. Because let me tell you, they, 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 they're two different walks. A single person, I mean, they don't have to worry about washing nobody's clothes but they own. They don't have to worry about cooking nobody's food except they own. They can go eat when they want to. That's, they can do that. But when it comes down to the married person, it's, it's more than you in, 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 that, in that union. Amen. And so a single person, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't accept that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. No. Why are they single? And then sometimes, why are we still married? Can I, can I, can I be real? Amen. It goes both ways now. But the two cannot walk together. I mean, because they're not going to agree on the same thing. Because some things they won't take. I mean, you know, hey, I ain't got to do that. I can come in anytime I want to. No, if you married you, you're supposed to be coming in anytime you want to. Hello. But sometimes that does happen, right? Sometimes that happens. Come in anytime you want to. No, no, that, that, that's not of God. That's not a union that God has provided or put together. I mean, somebody got off track. Let me move from that. All right. So there, there's going to be some, I, I saw some faces and spirit, you know, the spirit knows. So, but anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay. It says, so he talks about now, and when it appears that all hope that they should be saved was gone, you know, sometimes it looks so bleak. But that's when you have to understand. Watch verse number 21. Verse 21. Sometimes you have to uh, be insane. And when you're among a, a bunch of unbelievers, and sometimes you might be standing by yourself and you're the only believer. And the rest of my unbelievers. And they don't want to believe nothing you have to say. That's when you have to move back, step back, and become absent for a while. Watch what Paul does in verse number 21. It says, but after a long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened, or you should have listened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. See, he had to bring them back into remembrance. You know, God spoke to you, you know, and he spoke to you through man, but you didn't hear. So now you have to go through this. And all of a sudden, Paul says, I, I've got to restrain myself. I've got to be absent from a while. Because it was just like, you remember 9-11, when 9-11 took place? I don't know about y'all, but so many people want to know, was that the end of the world? We had all unsaved folk. They, I mean, they was rattling around. I mean, I, I could have preached the message that, on my job. Because that they were wanting to know was this the end of the world. I mean, they had flags. They were praying on, on, on the White House porches and steps and all that crazy stuff and flying flags and all. It was, oh, it was just so much love because they thought God was coming back. Well, just as soon as they realized he was not coming back right then, everything went back the way it was. In fact, things have gotten worse. But God is still in control. So there are times in our storms, even in our doubting, God will send a word of encouragement. He, he, will, recommend, he will reprimand us 
you know, he will bring some correction. But then he'll turn around, and, and, and this is what he says in verse number 22, because we're talking about weathering the storm. Verse 22 says, and now, he's Paul still speaking. He's been restrained by the word. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. How in the world can you be of good cheer and you going through a storm? But, but God says be of good cheer. I mean, I mean, excuse the expression, but all hell then broke loose. And God is saying be of good cheer. And you see the situation. Now, listen, God, this is happening, and the enemy's coming up against me, and all this stuff, and you telling me to be of good cheer? Well, hold up, God. What's wrong with that? And, and, and then we have to understand, okay, he knows what he's saying. He knows every detail of our life. He, he knows him from, from the beginning to the middle and all the way to the end. He see, God sees the whole parade. We can only see where, where, the spot where we are. And see, then our vision is restricted. But his vision is not restricted. He sees the whole picture. He saw when you went into it. He saw in the middle part when you went going through that part. And he saw when you came out of it. And see, that's why he said, be of good cheer. Why? He said, I'm on board. I'm on board. He says, be of good cheer. And then he goes to say, for there should be no loss of, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. There should be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. Sometimes you know, this old vessel will go through, but God said, I'm not going to let the enemy take your life. You know, your, your life is in God's hand. He said, no life will be lost. Yeah, not on not on his not on his watch. You know, no lives will be lost on the watch of God. Now, whenever God decides to take it, that's when that's God in His in your business, and you will know. But you can't allow the enemy to to take your life. You know, you have to learn to speak life. You know, uh, we shall live and not die. There's power in our tongues. Now, we speak so ne- much negativity. Oh, I'm going to, no, no. God says, ye shall live and not die. Amen. Not only in the natural, but even in your circumstances in your life. God said, you're going to live through this. You're going to live through it. Yeah, the enemy bringing all kind of chaos and craziness in your life. But God said, you're going to live. And when you look, and when you come out of it, you're going to magnify him. You're going to give God glory and you're going to know who he is. It won't be what somebody else told you about him. You're going to know for yourself who he is. And I'd much rather know him for myself, even though I got to go through the trials and the tribulations and, and all the situations in our life, than just to, as Paul said, I want to know the, the power of his resurrection. There's something about the power of the resurrection of God. I mean, when God got up, when Christ got up, I mean, dead folks got up. That's amazing. That's power. I mean, when, when, he, when he rose, when he got up out of the grave, I mean, it said the earth began to shake, and the dead got up and walked through Jerusalem. That's power. We serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful God. Woo. We're weathering the storm. But with a weather storm with Christ on board. We, got the, we have the powerhouse on the inside. God, the word of God says he, he lives. He, he takes his abode in, in, in us. Not only the God, but the, but, but the son Jesus. He lives on the inside. How can you go wrong when the powerhouse is on the inside of you? How can you go down when the powerhouse is on the inside of you? Ain't no way. There's no way you can go down. 
There's no way you can sink. No. I mean, God's on board. I mean, anybody that can speak to the storm says, shut up. Can speak to all the elements. Shut up. Be still. Be quiet. Leave my people alone. But just hush. And all of a sudden, the, the, the sea goes, hmm? It's still. That power. That's, that, 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 that's power. He, he lets them know. You know, you, you, no life's going to be lost. You might lose some cargo. And some cargo that we have, we don't need no way. We don't need it. We just need the pureness of God in our life. Now, watch this. Now, he says this, verse 23. Now, he begins to speak. Here's the message from God. And this is testimony, verse 23. He says, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Wait a minute. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. He says now, that night, uh, the angel of God stood by him. Then he says, whose I am. So that meant somewhere in that vision, Paul sees himself, not in the natural, but he sees his spiritual being. And his spiritual being is speaking now. See, in all of us, we have a natural and we have a spirit man. We have two men, that inner man and the outer man. Now, there comes a time in our life when we're ready to give up that, that, that spirit man, he will step forward and he will begin to speak. Watch the message. Watch what he's saying. Watch, watch what he's saying. Verse 24. He's saying, we still Acts 27. He's saying, saying, fear not. Fear is the absence of faith, Brenda. How many of us, acknowledge I, 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 me, I have operated in fear. The absence of faith. Sometimes when my storm gets to a place, I'm like, well, great God, I, I've operated in fear. But see, I got the knowledge that fear is not from God. And, and fear is torment. Fear will drive you crazy. Fear will have you way up in next week and when we're supposed to live in the, in the present. And in fact, we're only supposed to go through whatever it is one time. Because every time we bring it back up, that means we, we're rehearsing, we rehearse, and we're reliving it again. When we're only supposed to go through it one time. I'm like, God, help me. Because I just rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. What about, what about? That's said, that's no. You, you, you go through that thing one time, boom, it's over. Don't, don't, don't resurrect it. Most of us resurrect our problems, right? We resurrect them ourselves. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But he says now, he said, now, saying, fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. That's a destiny. He has place. He's, he, he has to be at. And it says, And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. In your storm, in my storm, we are not alone. There are other people in our storm. Sometimes we think we're in it by ourselves, but no. There are other people that God has assigned to our lives when we're going through the storm. And he said, Now listen, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. He said, Everybody's going to be saved. But then he says this in verse number 25 and 26. He says, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. He's saying be of good cheer again. That meant that faith is not where it should be. Because he's saying he's, re- he's, he's reaffirming to be of good cheer. In verse 25 he says, for I believe God that it shall be even as he told me. 
You cannot move away from what God has told you. I don't care how many negatives show up in your house, how many negatives show up anywhere in your life. you got to believe what God said. Because everybody's faith is not where your faith is. Everybody don't know God the way you know God. And they will bring some negativity into your life. You know God, you know, I don't know about this. You know, I don't know this. No, no. God said, and that's what he meant. God said, okay, this is going to happen. He said, you're going to overcome it. You're going to come out of it. So he said, you're going to weather means you're going to go through some difficulties, but you're going to come out of it. You're weathering the storm. But the whole time you're weathering the storm, you're moving through. You're moving through it. You're moving, moving through it. And he, he says now, 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 he says now, you've got to be at this place. He says now, be of good cheer. Then he talks about, he said, I believe God. I, you got to believe God for what God has said. Now, the, the, one of the things is, the most, most popular thing is when God speaks to us and then we want to go and call and ask everybody else, what did God tell you about this situation? No, God said, God spoke to me and God said this, God said that, this is what's going to happen. He, and then he said, I believe God. How, much, how often do we not stand up for our faith? I believe God. I believe one day God coming back for his bride. I believe that. But so many people do not believe that. That's why their lives continue the same way that they're in. But we have to believe God. We have to have a reverence for God, a fear for God. Then, but watch verse 26. Watch this. In your storm, just when we think it's over, just when we think it's over, watch verse 26. He says this. How be it, we must be cast upon a certain island. That means when you get through that storm, Take the bush of bubble, but nothing coming. He said, how be it? He said, now listen now. If you, you got to abide, he, he continues, and he talked about abiding in the ship. The ship breaks up. I mean, the hurricane hits. Things happen. But he said, you got to hold on to the plank. You got to hold on to a piece of it. I remember my, 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 uh, my pastor, the deceased pastor, uh, Dr. C.E. McDowell, and he, his last sermon he preached, he was in the pulpit. And he preached uh, to abide in the ship. Abide in the ship. He has a heart attack while he's preaching the gospel. And he began to go down. And I never forget this. I never forget this. He, he, when he finished preaching and he walked down and, and, and he had made the altar call. And it was so on him, so bad, he asked one of the other ministers to, to go ahead and pray. You know, uh, 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 and, and, and as, he pray, as if she prayed for them. Then he, he walks up, he comes back, you know, he gathers his things up. Now, he's, this man has given us a word. He knew he was going to die. Now, we know when we're going to meet our master. And we know when it ain't time, too. God will reveal when it's not time. No matter what nobody else say, God will reveal, no, not yet. It ain't time. You still got work to do. But he preached, abide in the ship. He was telling his flock, he was telling the church, whatever the storm may come in this church, make sure you hold on to a piece of the ship. I say that to you, house of destiny, hold on. No matter what storms we have to experience, hold on to a piece of the ship. Because God is not through yet. God is not through yet. He's not through yet. He's not through yet. 
And, and they held on. I mean, they were going through the storm, and, and, and then they broke up, and someone was ready to jump, out, jump overboard. They got ready to get on this other cargo ship, and, and, and Paul said, no, if you get on that ship, you're going to lose your life. You're going to lose your life if you, if you hop off the ship that God has told you where you need to be. And, and what happens was that the ship broke up, and, and just like God's word says, and Paul ministered to them and said, listen, now, this is what's going to happen. We're going to be cast up into another island. It says a certain island. Now, look at Acts chapter number 28. And we're almost done. Acts 28. Oh, we just got a few verses here. Now, they he, he cast down a certain island. One storm has ended, and you're like, glad this one's over. But we forgot what God said. We've got to be cast down another island, a certain island, and there's a reason. Now, Acts chapter number 28, verse number 3. Now, here they are. They, they, they arrive at this place, and it talks about how they, they are among barbarous uh, people. And they took them in because the, the sea had spared their life. Now, verse 3 says, and when Paul, watch this now. Some of you, God says, has such an anointing that the enemy wants to kill you. At all costs, he wants to kill you. Now, verse number three says this. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, he's building the fire. You're building in the spirit realm. It says, there came a what? A viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. That very thing that you're trying to build, that there's an enemy right in there that's going to come up and it still wants to destroy you. You just come out one storm, but here comes the enemy. All right, you, you, get, you made it through this one. All of a sudden, from the, here comes something from the left field. Bam, hit, you're hit again. It, it, it grabbed hold. But watch the power of God and the faith of God. He says, fasten on his hand. Now, verse number three says, And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer whom, though he had escaped the sea, Yet vengeance suffers not to live. Now, because we go through storms, some people will say, well, you know, they ain't saved. Why are they going through so much? Why, why, they, why is all that happening to them if they got, if they got all that God? Why, why, is, why is all they going through all that? You know, yeah, so, and, and, and the enemy wants you dead. I mean, the enemy, because he's afraid of anointing. If we were walking in the anointing that God has uh, ordained uh, for our lives, I'm telling you, the church is a powerhouse and do not even know it. The church is a powerhouse. You're walking in the anointing. You can speak things and they will come come to pass. They will come into existence. Why? You're speaking the word of God. It says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So that's why you got to speak life. Thank you, Miss Annie, because Miss Annie is always speaking life. You you got to speak life. I don't care what it looks like, how bad it looks like, what it looks like. God says speak life into that situation. I'm going to always be broke. Yeah, you just spoke death on your finances. You just spoke it. I'm going to always be. I'm going to always be this way. And I can't never get ahead. Somebody holding me back. Well, that's your mindset and that's what's going to be. But if you speak life and say, I'm coming up out of this. God said, I'm the head and not the tail. And I'm supposed to be the, the lender and not the borrower. Oh, we got too many borrowers in the house. But God said, really, we're supposed to be the lenders, not the borrowers. I mean, oh my, help us, Lord, to walk in what you say. Walk in your word. Walk in your word. Now he says, now, the, the, the enemy sitting there waiting for you to die. They've they seen the snake, didn't bit you. They, they saw this seemed to be the, the worst of the storm. They've been through some things, 
But now it looks like this is the worst. And they're waiting for you to cave in. Anybody been there where they're waiting for you to cave in? Oh, they're going to cave in. There ain't no way they can go through all that now and still stand. Well, let me tell you, God stands up in you. He stands up in us. He stands up. He stands up now. Now, he's not a God that will lay down and bow down. No, that's, not, that's not the God that I serve. That's not the God you serve. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for you to cave in. They, they're waiting for you to fall out. But look what happens. Now, this is what has happened you know, when this next storm comes. Because we're going to come through this storm. We're coming through this one. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. We're coming through this one. But the enemy going to bring another one. But when it hit, watch, watch what happens in verse number 5. It says, and he shook off the beast into the fire. And what? He felt no harm. The next storm comes, ain't going to bring us no harm. You're just going to shake it off. I mean, it's going to be like, okay, so, say, oh, you, Satan, that's you. Oh, I thought that was somebody. See, that's how we got to do. I, I thought that was somebody. You know, he's making all that noise. Mm-mm. He said, the next one is not going to bring you no harm whatsoever. And then he says, watch verse 6. He says, how be it? Watch this now. They looked, even though you just shook it off and made it through, and it says, how be it? They looked, and when, he's, when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while, I mean, they lay waiting. I mean, they waiting for you to just look. It's over with. They're waiting on you. They're waiting for you to perish. They're waiting for you to fall out. It says they sat there for a great while looking, just like Job's friends did him. Job went through all kinds of stuff. Lost his family. Went through, and them friends sitting there looking at him. Didn't bring no encouraging word. They just, well, we're going to see what's going to happen next. Look for a great while. But watch what happened while they're looking. It says, but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind. You know, your testimony, what you're going through, your storm, it's going to change the minds of some people. It's going to change the minds of some people. It, said, it changed their mind and said that he was a God. In other words, they're going to knock the fact, okay, she's operating or he's operating in who they really are. See, the Bible says we're a little God. We're, we're these gods. That's what the Word of God says. We are, not only we imitate our Father, but we are created in the likeness and the image of Him. So what they're going to see, they're going to see God when it's all over. So as you weather the storm, keep the faith, hang in there, and know that God is on board, and that no harm is going to come to you. This too will pass. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen, amen. We just thank and praise God. Hallelujah. And I pray that, that you're able to receive from the word of God. Amen. We pray that you receive and, 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 and understand, okay, storms going to come. They're going to come. They're designed to come. But some things we need to have shedded. That's all it is to it. Some things we need to have shedded. Amen. Amen. We're, we're thankful and we're grateful and we praise God for your listening ear. And we just